Hello and welcome to my new podcast called Innovation. Innovation was inspired by my previous podcast called Silence, where over the course of two years, I spoke with a hundred women from science, technology, engineering and mathematics or STEM. And on that show, I kept all of my guests anonymous so that we could really talk openly and honestly about their experiences and what they've learned along their life journeys and their hopes and ideas for living fulfilling and contented lives. The conversations on silence were always so raw and transparent and surprisingly it wasn't just about STEM that we discussed, it was about everything and the topics that tended to come up were also the same topics that I discussed with my friends or my family or my mentees asked me about or what people talk to me about or ask me about after I've given talks in schools and colleges. So I thought rather than keeping these topics closed, how about I throw them out into the world through a podcast so that everyone can just hear about the issues that seem to be important to all of us, uh, myself included. So what I've done is I've sifted through all the episodes of Silence to bring you my favourite sound bites on really important topics that keep cropping up. And each week on innovation, I'll be reflecting on the talking points. They're actually pearls of wisdom that I found particularly thought-provoking and inspiring and empowering from my 100 women in STEM. So I hope they really resonate with you too. This week, it's all about having it all. What does having it all mean to you? It means that you're knackered because that's, <laughs> that's how I feel. Oh, I don't know. Having it all means to me um, having a work-life balance, earning what you want to earn, doing what you want to do, being able to raise your children, work when you like, um, living where you want, um, and working when you want, I suppose, having it all means to me. I think having it all has a general sort of assumption, which is it's about having it all materially, whether that's you know, two cars in the garage, um, a massive salary, um, kids, a family, a big house. Like when people talk about having it all, it's always about things that you can acquire, things that you have to work towards. And many people probably have a big long list about the things that they want. And that can put a huge amount of pressure on everyone, particularly women in the working world who want to have careers as well as have a family and juggle all those kinds of things. And so having it all was a question I asked most of my guests on silence and they came up with so many different kinds of answers. And I'm going to really sort of like break down what those answers were on this episode because the diversity of kind of attitudes towards having it all was really surprising. On the one hand, like my guest in episode 26, having it all was actually really useful for her because it kept her motivated. I think I wouldn't want to have reached all my goals firstly um, because I feel like goals kind of motivate me. So Mm. I think having it all for my for how I would perceive it is to be firstly really comfortable with myself and I think that's something I've I have done over years of having grown up from bullying and people telling me I can't do something, but actually becoming 
comfortable in my own skin and being like, actually, I can do anything. I can achieve it if I if I put my brain to it. Mm. Um, I like having some form of motivation. So I think I, I will always have a few goals in my mind. I don't know, just inner happiness, I guess. It was clear from all of my guests on Silence that having it all was a definition that they came up with themselves. I think sometimes having it all can be about what people expect of you. And depending on what you've been through in life, I think having it all should be set by the individual. Having it all should be something that you define for yourself. And really, you can only know what your goals are by knowing who you truly are. And I think sometimes we measure ourselves by other people's standards. So we think that we've got to achieve certain things because that's what people expect of us. And that can be really dangerous. And so my guest from episode 26 talks about the goals that she has created for herself as a result of really tuning in to her own values and her own ideals and kind of figuring out what's best for her. And I think having goals as a result of tuning into yourself is really healthy. But having goals based on what other people expect of you or maybe trying to please other people or impress other people can be really dangerous, as my guest in episode one talks about. Isn't it? But having it all is it's really uh, it's a really dangerous phrase, isn't it? Because I don't think anyone will ever have it all. Having it all is kind of I see that as having 100% of everything. And realistically, I don't think that's possible because and we've all tried to be there, haven't we? We've tried to take on lots of things, and sometimes there's a danger that you become almost like a jack of all trades, but you don't know any one thing very well, or you don't do any one particular thing brilliantly. So I think by default, we almost have to pull back on each of those things just a little bit in order to take on more and more things but that's that's my take on it but maybe there are people out there who'll say you know what no I just push myself harder personally I'm not able to sustain that kind of thing I'd rather be a good mum and only have one kid and be a good vet and only you know work 28 hours a week as opposed to 40 but feel that I'm doing a good job at both of those things. So I think the definition of having it all really depends on the individual. Some people think having it all is set by others their community, their friends, their family. Basically, having it all is what it looks like to the outside world. And I think that can be quite dangerous. But having it all can also be personal goals set by yourself. And I think in that regard, having it all is quite healthy, actually, because you're setting your own standards, you're setting your own ambitions. And whether you achieve them or not is down to your circumstances and your own efforts. And I think that can be really motivational um, rather than trying to compare yourself to what other people have achieved. And my guest in episode 20 is really passionate about the concept of having it all. I think it's so fake. Um, I think it's really setting women up to fail. And, um, and I've got a real issue with society and how it conditions women um, in Western, Eastern societies. Um, you know, my issue with having it all is it gives a message to women that it's normal 
for a woman to flourish, working and being successful and having a career and a marriage and raising children. And the fact is, if you're going to do that, you basically lose your sense of self. And, um, and you know, and, and it also sort of makes women feel as if, you know, if they're struggling, it's something that's wrong with them. And, mm. you know, so, so, so I've, you know, I, I've got a huge issue with this, having it at all. I think it's a really bad message to give to women. And I think, you know, what we should instead say to women is, you know, if you want to be a stay-at-home mum, that's fine. If you want to be a single mother, that's fine. If you want to have a career or not have a career, that's fine. Not because there's really three things having all entails. It's motherhood, career and marriage or, you know, partnership. And I think the message to women should be, if you want to have three out of three, fine. If you want to have one out of three, fine, or two out of three, fine. But let's not give the message that you should be aiming for three out of three. We stay with my guest from episode 20 for a bit because she's really passionate about the whole concept of having it all, how it's defined, how it's perceived and how it's executed. Because it's a very complex and multi-layered problem, this idea of trying to have it all. And I think it can really affect how you feel about yourself and your kind of mental and emotional well-being. Um, Having it all really is about purpose. And one's purpose, I think, is really, really important in life, to really know what the point of your life is and to really make a difference. So it's, it's a tough subject to tackle because um, I think the idea of having it all goes back generations and I think it's also linked to stereotypes. When men talk about having it all, it is absolutely expected and possible for men to have it all. They're able to have the family, they're able to have the great job, they're able to have the marriages and everything else in between. And that's probably only been possible because women have typically been the supporting role. But what I've noticed over the years is that there's been a real shift in women wanting to have it all and women actually being able to have it all thanks to the support of their partners. I don't think any one individual can have it all without help. And what I'm finding with time is that roles and expectations of roles are changing. And basically, women are able to have more and more because they're choosing supportive partners that are willing to help a woman out in the same way that women have been helping out that stereotypical male working man for generations. So my guest in episode 20 really talks about this. I think the divorce rate is now reducing and it's probably because men actually are stepping up a bit. But I just, I still don't think it's even. I think they're doing a bit in the house and a bit for the children, 
but it's nowhere near even as yet. And I think until we have this gender pay gap solved, we have more women in senior positions and men are really doing an actual partnership with women, not sort of like 20%, they should be doing 50%. Um, until they've stepped up fully, it's not going to be a kind environment for women to flourish in. And then on top of that saying, oh, you should have it all. What about men having it all? What about men having a career and managing their marriage? and raising their children why should women be the ones having it all why can't we change it and say oh men you should have it all i step up as a dad and step up in the house i don't want to get into the sort of male female gender debate because i think you know now we are living in an era where men and women are becoming more and more equal but there was a time where women had a very specific role in the home and men were the breadwinners and they did the demanding tough job and it was up to the women to really sort of um, keep the household together and definitely not have time for a job and what I hope for the future and what I hope for women in general is that it's not seen as being a weakness to ask for help and I think if we are helped out more because I mean we can't avoid sort of having to grow the baby but if we are helped out more whether that's in company situations corporate situations but even just general attitudes towards women in seeing that in order for a woman to have it all they've just got to be nurtured they've got to be encouraged they've got to be supported then I think women have a much higher chance of actually having it all um, compared to times gone by you know basically I think what I'm trying to say is that we can have it all if we're given a bit of help support and encouragement and I think women who want to have it all they tend to be very ambitious they tend to be the type of women that don't ask for help um but asking for help isn't a weakness it's a strength because you know that you're able to juggle everything you just need people to be supportive of that my guest from episode 20 talks about how she's had support from previous generations like she has been set up over her generations to be a woman that can have it all and even she struggles i'm probably one percent of women and what the having it all tells society or tells women is the 99 percent should be like the one percent mm, yeah and, it, and it's not fair on them because uh, my friends you know my my female relatives they are in the 99 percent and when they look at me and they say, well, actually, you're doing it, I should do it too. I think it's really unfair because I've been wired. My my nature and nurture has brought me to the position that I can do it. But even when I can do it, I can just about cope and I'm wobbly often and I have, you know, day to day struggles on it. And I think, my God, if I'm that one percent and I can do it and I can barely do it and I and I sort of drop the ball constantly it's unfair to tell the 99% of women out there that, you know, they can do it too. I think there's this underlying assumption of many things on the list 
that need to be ticked off in order to feel like we have successfully achieved everything. We have it all. And I think many women on my podcast talked about how it's actually impossible to have it all, um, just in terms of a universal law. Not because some of us can't get certain things and others of us can, but it's more like the laws of the universe mean that it is actually impossible to have everything. And what I mean by that is that, you know, people that appear to have it all aren't necessarily having it easy. And so I think when people do have it all, I think it's tough to maintain that. I mean, my guest from episode 20 talks about how she actually does appear to have it all on Facebook. But, you know, her actual day-to-day life is really tough. And sometimes she drops the ball and sometimes she struggles. And, you know, when I think about people like Sheryl Sandberg, who, you know, has a high-powered job, but also kids and, like... There's got to be a bit of give and take somewhere down the line. And certainly women on my podcast have talked about how, yes, they've got really, really high powered jobs. But it also means that they are constantly traveling and they don't really get to see their kids grow up or, you know, their jobs have been so high powered and so demanding that they actually haven't had time for kids. And that's what my guest in episode 22 discusses. You never can have it all. Life will never give you everything. I mean, in my own case, I've got amazing friends, family and all this. But, you know, I'm missing a big piece of what people have. I don't have kids. I was not able to have kids. And that's that's a big gap, right? But I have fulfillment in other areas. And don't look for having it all. I think look for finding ways to to just embrace what you have. And then if you're not really happy with what you're doing, for example, or your job, or you're feeling powerless, I think that's that's kind of the biggest handicap. Feeling powerful and feeling that you are contributing, to me, that's that's having it all. Having respect for myself and for others and you know, having that reflected back to me. Those are the things I think that matter. Because if you look for, I need to have this, I need to have the home, I need to have the family, I need to have peace with whatever, you're not going to get that. I think that's why I find this topic so fascinating, because having it all appears to be a very materialistic, physical, human pursuit. But actually, a lot of it is about a mental attitude towards what you have. I think the people that are grateful for what they have are so much happier than the people that have more than most people, but are actually not appreciative of what they have. I think the underlying moral of that is to always just be really grateful for what you have. Yes, I think it's useful to have ambitions and to want more but not to the detriment of your happiness not to the point that it makes you miserable to you know be sitting in your garden and wish you were owning you know five times more the space I mean 
you know, some people don't have gardens, particularly living in cities. And, you know, if we're always looking at what we don't have, I think that can make us miserable. And I think we're sort of conditioned in our society to always look at what we don't have and then to strive for more. I mean, when you're driving down the road and you're looking at billboards, all the messages are telling us about how we can have more or be better. And that can be quite miserable making. My guest from episode 10 gives her take on this. Everything kind of just it comes from happiness and being happy but also just being happy with um everything you have in your life so i just think like job satisfaction is is super essential being happy with your group of friends and relationships making sure there's no toxic people in your life i think um having it all um in this day and age um, just requires being financially stable, um, living somewhere safe, and just being satisfied with your current situation and just being content. And I, I think I'm, I am almost there and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy and I'm actually really proud to be almost fully content with what I have. I like the attitude of that guest because she really appreciates that material things are important, but it's also just as impactful to be grateful for what you have. And uh, it's a fine balance that she's managed to strike in terms of both the material, but also the emotional and mental balance of striving to have it all. My next guest from episode 23 doesn't really talk about material things and acquiring bits and bobs. For her, what seems to be most precious is her time. And that's not linked to any material object. I think having it all means being in control of my own time and being able to love and support the people that I care about in a complete way. So success for me professionally means I wake up in the morning and I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. And I know that sounds like crazy, hippie nonsense, but if, if you actually enjoy the work or the work that you're doing is in service of something larger, like you're working on a human health indication, you should enjoy doing that. That is a good thing. That is the good work. And maybe you won't like some of the tasks that are on your to-do list, but ultimately you are doing the work that you want to do. And so you don't feel like you're giving your time away. You are spending it wisely. I definitely agree with my guest in terms of how we spend our lives, what we do with our time, which is so precious and can't be got back. And I love her attitude in sort of just applying her whole self to doing the things she loves. And I know it's not easy to have that kind of attitude because, you know, a lot of us have to keep a roof over our head or pay our bills. But it's just an overall kind of perspective of what's important in life. And certainly through the lockdown, that's something that has really revealed itself is that it's really important to be doing the things you love. But I also love her appreciation that in doing the things 
we love. It's not always going to be fun. There are always going to be times where you have to kind of grind through boring tasks or laborious kind of things on your to-do list. But all in all, I think it's really important to be driven by your heart, to be driven by the things that really kind of answer your soul's purpose, I guess, Um, rather than sort of crunching through just for the sake of it, just to be able to pay your bills. That kind of, for me anyway, feels a bit um, pointless, but that's just me. Maybe I'm... uh, Maybe I'm a bit hippy-dippy. I don't know. But speaking about being hippy-dippy, I love what my guest says from episode 32 because she discusses what I find to be absolutely most precious to my life, which is the pursuit of freedom. For me, having it all is tied to one word, and that's freedom. Uh, that's that's the, the freedom to create what you want and not listen to anybody else say why you can't have it. Um, one, mm-hmm. one of the things that I, I definitely have, have learned along the way is, you know, you get to choose what it is you want to do and not feel like you have to explain it, you know, to anybody, um, explain it to your parents or explain it to your friends when you, when you know what it is that you're wanting to do. I mean, my prime, probably a good example of this is a lot of times with my parents, I love them dearly. A lot of times, and I don't tell them, you know, what I'm going to do until after I've booked the booked the flight or whatever it is I'm going to do, or until I, you know, after I'm already kind of well on the way. Um, and they're not people who have actually stood in my way and said, okay, well, you know, have you thought about this? You can't do this. They know I'm I'm a pretty free spirit. Uh, but that that applies to not just family. That applies to um, just your just your surroundings, you know, being free to be who you are and, you know, live the life that you want to live. If, if it's, you know, I've had people tell me before when I talked about um, being in STEM and the different things that I want to do. Well, you know, if you if you travel too much, it's going to mean that, you know, you're not going to be able to find the right relationship. I'm like, well, I've been in relationships with people who are not codependent. So if you're, if you're OK with not being codependent, you'd be surprised you know, how you can live your life and not, not feel like you're tied down. You still have your freedom, you know, and your freedom to be who you are and the freedom to love who you are love and love the person you want to love. So those kinds of things. You know, I don't want to support some kind of idea of being irresponsible and just doing what the hell you like and screw everybody else. And I'm going to just follow my heart and I don't care what happens to anyone else. I think that's not the point I'm trying to make. I think what is really important is fulfilling your life's purpose but doing that responsibly and being accountable for your decisions I think it's really important to serve yourself I think it's really important to fulfill your ambitions and listen to your heart's calling but at the same time we do have responsibilities to others to the people we love um, to our responsibilities and so we do have to be loyal to the decisions we've made in life and you know I think that's why it's really important to take care when it comes to the decisions you make for yourself I think it's really important to choose your life path carefully and 
be true to yourself. And that really only comes with truly knowing who you are, spending time with yourself, getting to know what makes you tick. Because in getting to know what makes you tick, you end up making choices that are good for you and therefore good for the people around you. Whereas if you're constantly making decisions based on what people have told you to do or um, what you think is right, you end up kind of being resentful over the decisions you've made. And so, for example, I've never had children, but that's because I have not wanted to have the responsibility of taking care of people who are going to be dependent on me for 16 to 18 years and beyond. And as a result, I don't have children. And, you know, that's been the decision I've made and I've really got to live with that decision. On the other hand, if I had had children... I wouldn't have wanted to not commit to being there for them 100%. And I think that would have made me resentful because I've really enjoyed my independence and my freedom and my ability to just go and live in different countries and things like that. And so, you know, we get back to this concept of having it all where I can't have one thing without the other. And so, you know, compromises can be made, but generally... I find that, you know, as my guest from way earlier in the show says, when you try and be a jack of all trades, you end up being a master of nothing. And so, you know, it is a really, really fine balance to try and have everything in life. And um, I think it's really important to accept the things you have to sacrifice in order to make choices. And it is a process of acceptance. And I think sometimes we struggle with that. I've struggled with some of the choices I've made, wondering if I've made the right decisions. But actually, what I personally need to do is be in acceptance of the choices I've made and not try and be greedy and and have everything because I don't know if that's really the right way to go. Maybe you've got... Um, views on this but yeah in my experience and what I've observed of women it's important to be clear and accepting of the choices we make in life and I think if you can be happy with the choices you've made It just means that overall you're a better person because you've come to terms with the way your life is turning out. You're not blaming anything or anyone for what may not have gone according to plan because you're taking accountability and responsibility for your own decisions. And I think that leads to just an overall contentment with life, which my guest in episode 48 talks about. As I get older now, I realise that the actual challenge in life, I think, is being content. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you have to give up and or accept second best, not at all. But finding a place where, where you are happy and content with your life, whatever that is. And it, it comes back to knowing who you are, understanding yourself um, um, and finding that contentment. So that's, that's my having it all. Finding a place where yeah. I'm content with what I have, whatever it may be. I'm not there yet. Mm. <laughs> 
Ultimately, it's really not easy. This idea of having it all puts immense pressure on all of us. And I think in order to relieve that pressure, we have to turn inwards and take a good look at ourselves and say, what is it that I want from my life? Forget about what my friends have, what my friends want, what my family did, what my family expects, what my teachers want for me. It's really about digging deep and saying, what do I want for my life and how do I want my life to turn out? And have some kind of rough plan based on having a strong sense of who you are. I think that is a lifetime's work. I think we learn and grow every single day based on experiences and situations. But we can only make the best decisions we can make at the time. And I think if we spent more effort on really knowing who we are as people and knowing what's right for us, then we would have less anger and less resentment about not measuring up to others. Um, We would be more comfortable being individuals rather than comparing ourselves to the masses and going, oh, I'm not as good as X, Y, and Z. You know what? It's not easy. It's really, really tough, and I struggle with it every day. But I think, ultimately, being content with your own life based on just being cool with the choices you've made for yourself is the ultimate goal. And I think if you're able to do that, it means that you yourself know that you do have it all in this present moment. Because the truth is, we do have absolutely everything that we need. The paths that our own individual lives take is really based on the cards that were dealt and when we can accept the cards we've been dealt with in life and that they've got nothing to do with the cards that other people have been dealt with in their lives then I think we just move into a much more grateful space for the lives that we have and ultimately I think that really really helps with having a healthy mental attitude you know because from all the quotes that I've listened to from my episodes of silence what is definitely linked is having it all or a perception of having it all and our mental health and good mental health is really what leads to a happy and fulfilled life as my guest in episode 99 talks about I often talk about my mind palace and this is this is like my number one treasure uh, of myself and so that that certainly is one thing having health um and that's having it all in one way and then um having peace actually I think is the other thing you know we've talked a lot today about the struggle the conflict sort of the internal turmoil that comes with pursuing life, um, whether it be work-related or personally related. And I think having it all means having both mental health, more probably mental health than physical health, but having a mindset that you can be 
at peace with yourself, at peace with the decisions that you've made with the life that you have created, that you can be present in whatever it is that is your life. There's so, I think there's just so much value in that. We're so busy all the time and we're so uh, maybe even distracted that I think having it all means recognizing that you are alive in a moment and that this is a life that you have created and that you are proud of and that you are able to enjoy it. And if you can't do that, ooh, I'm not sure what you're doing. <laughs> enjoy being alive today. Enjoy the fact that you've got everything you need within you to lead the life that makes you happy. It's not based on people, places or things. It's not outside of you to be content with the cards that you've been dealt. What it is dependent on is your attitude towards the things that you have already. I'm not saying don't be ambitious. I'm not saying don't strive for more or to be better. But I think being grateful for what you have today goes a long, long way. Thanks for listening. Please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review the show if you can. I'd love to have your feedback about this episode that you've just listened to and any other suggestions you may have for future topics on this show. It's all about self-discovery and self-evolution on innovation. So if there are any issues which you feel are holding you back about living to your fullest potential, I'd love to delve into that on this show by drawing upon the wisdom and experiences of my amazing guests from previous podcast episodes of Silence. Be kind and loving to yourselves and I wish you all a great week.